This week on the podcast, it's just us boys. I have been addicted to a mobile game, and I just have to tell you all about it. There's been a Steam store update, and NVIDIA is charging how much for the 4000 series cards? All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Roll the intro. Oh, see, I was I was dancing to your scat and I was I was really feeling the the vibe there that you're throwing down. I'm glad. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, I think now I can say 99.9% of the time, it's the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite Green. How you doing today? I'm doing okay. You said I can't complain. Settling into Phoenix just fine. Yeah, it's hot. I'm always thirsty. I get to jump in a pool every day, which is nice. So you know, but a little a little downsize never hurt nobody. Yeah, you know what else is hot? Mm-hmm. The spooky and the ukulele, the Mendachi. Mendachi, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, we're good. Uh, we're thriving, but barely. It's like a slug that's had like a pinch of salt thrown at him. Like, I'm melting, but I'm going to keep going because, God damn it, I'm going to make it off of this sidewalk before I fry. Get off that sidewalk before you fry. That is a, that is, I think, a vibe that we all can understand. Mm. That's a vibe we can all understand. Anyways, thanks for watching and listening to the show. If you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys like the show, make sure you subscribe. That helps us out a lot. If you want to join us live, you can do that on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. If you want to be a part of the show, we have a question of the week. This week, our question is, what's your main secret ingredient when you cook? What's your main secret ingredient when you cook? Let us know in the comments or in the live chat, of course, if you are joining us live. And you can always tweet at us, screen, hit him with the, that uh, Twitter at. Uh, at next nothing PC. And while your uh, mic is turned on, what's your secret mm-hmm. ingredient? Uh, honestly, I would probably have to say cumin. Cumin makes everything good. Um, but if I'm making, like, let's say anything that has, like, a batter or, like, a, like, a, like I'm frying something like a tenderloins or chicken strips or something like that. Mm-hmm. Ritz crackers, like crumbled Ritz crackers makes everything delicious. Okay. Okay. Mendachi, what's your secret ingredient? Garlic, baby. It's all about the garlic. Uh, yeah. Uh, garlic in anything savory that I absolutely can, even if it's supposed to just be like, like a touch sweet. Something like, uh, say, like a sweet curry, and it's going to be filled with garlic, man. Uh, otherwise, um, just a squeeze, just a squeeze of lemon juice. Okay. Interesting. You know, I was going to say garlic, but you stole it because I do love me some garlic. Um, Dude, you can't go wrong. You can't, can't go, wrong. go wrong with garlic. No, if a recipe calls for garlic, go on ahead and double it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but my other one, my other secret ingredient is soy sauce. Mm. If uh, if you're making like, first off, soy sauce with, uh, if you're making any sort of stir fry, okay, always got to have it. Always got to have it in there. 
Um, but like if you're making a like um, say like a meatloaf, some soy sauce in that glaze, you know, you do like the brown sugar, some tomato paste, throw a little soy sauce in there. Primo works out real well in your in your favor. Um, if you're making like uh, apparently this is what I've I have seen on the Reddits is that uh, soy sauce is what makes the tuna salad at Jimmy John's tasty. So, yes, that is Agreed. that is uh, my secret ingredient as well. But let us know your secret ingredient in the comments on YouTube, or you can tweet at us at NTNPod. Is there anything else that uh, we wanted to mention at the top of the show, or do we just want to get right into the reviews? Or the review I, I have. have. I have one thing. Yeah. One of the greatest games in the world that you could ever play either solo or with friends is on sale until the 6th. It's Vermintide 2. Go. Just go. Go get it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so good. So many hours of just beautiful, delicious gameplay. Um, it's 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 great. I mean, this is a gaming podcast about staying on budget, so why not why not go snag it? And oh, hey, we're Humble Bundle affiliates. You could go and get it also on sale on Humble Bundle for twenty three ninety nine if you use our uh, affiliate dealio. Um, it is a little bit cheaper on Steam though. It's like eighty percent off. So like you could you could get it for like dumb dumb cheap. <laughs> Hell yeah! <clears throat> Excuse me. Had a little uh, frog in my throat there for a second. So, like I said, I've been addicted to a mobile game. And it's not very often that a game like this just kind of grabs me by the balls. But this one did. And I think part of the reason this game has, has grabbed me the way it was is that recently, and I think I've mentioned this before, I felt I've been in a bit of a gaming rut. I've haven't been incredibly satisfied with the games I've been gravitating to and not really enjoying sitting at the PC for too long. So I took a few moments and started looking at the app store on my phone and came across survivor IO. Uh, I will say that there is like multiple games or at least another game that is called survivor IO. This is like the survivor exclamation mark dot IO. Um, and I have been really pleasantly surprised so far with this game. The game is free on iOS, Android, and you can play it on Facebook. Um, it's developed by Habby PTE, who I've never heard of before, but apparently they have a couple different mobile games on offer. Um, and uh, like, so what is this game? Right. Very simply put, the game is vampire survivors free to play the mobile game uh if you recall back to i don't know was that back in like may mandachi when you played vampire survivors it was like literally uh maybe a week or two after it launched because green has his finger on the fucking pulse and uh threw that at me before you know the entire world got vampire hungry yeah um, so yeah, if you recall our conversation about vampire survivors, uh, this is going to feel very familiar to you because the gameplay loop is exactly the same. Uh, you load into a map and you are immediately set upon by a horde of zombies and you must destroy them with a set of abilities to collect XP to level up and gain new and improve your, uh, upon your abilities. 
there are a variety of zombies. Uh, you have like your standard zombie, uh, construction worker zombie, zombie dogs, zombie businessmen, or just businessmen, really. I mean, there, there's not much difference, anyways. Um, and what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> uh zombie soldiers and weird mutant bugs uh and i'm sure there's plenty more that i haven't actually seen yet um there are mini bosses that will spawn on the map that once you uh destroy them they drop essentially a slot machine that uh, will upgrade your skills randomly um there are big bosses which come uh at predefined time intervals that fight you one-on-one -on -one. Uh, the game lasts for a certain amount of time, so you're not set in an infinite run, at least, uh, not in any of the modes that I've played. Um, so, Mindachi, based on that basic description of the gameplay, pretty much Vampire Survivors, right? Yeah, more or less. Like, are you at some point gonna go so hard that your phone is just gonna, like, lock up and shut off? Oh, in terms of like how many, how much shit is on the screen? Yeah, like how much shit you can do, and like obviously how many things are moving towards you. Yeah, it basically at certain points on certain maps, the uh, the game just kind of becomes a little unplayable. To be quite honest, like you right. can't really tell what's happening. Um, yeah, the game does give a little bit of haptic feedback for when you get hit, so you can tell when you get hit. Um, the control is Good. just your thumb. So you're, you're just moving your character with a, with a virtual joystick. Um, so nothing too like intense there controls wise, but yeah, I mean, you get a lot of stuff on the screen and it, uh, shows numbers for damage, which I think is kind of overkill. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't need that at all. Um, where it's like, oh, yeah, I can see that I'm doing, like, so such and such damage. But at a certain point, there's just so many fucking numbers on the screen that it's like, I I could do without this. <laughs> yeah. I could I could uh, I could play this game just fine without knowing how much damage I'm doing to each individual uh, zombie, at least in my opinion. Basically, yeah. I just want to know if I'm killing the zombie or not. Right. I feel like it would perform a hell of a lot better, too, if it didn't have to, like you know have the information pop up on screen didn't have to render the characters popping up and everything yeah like that's i mean like i guess we're seeing it a little bit in in the gameplay that you're sharing with us but like it does it does go down to like a solid 10 frames per second every once in a while but yeah the aesthetic is very much so basically 100 percent uh vampire survivors we've got a timer going up for how long you've survived and yep coins and every once in a while you get some loot on the ground yep um yeah and then so as you play you uh gain gems and gold which are used to get gear and upgrade you have six gear slots one of which is your primary slash starter ability uh i personally use the kunai um i just like the way that one works it's very simple and uh most direct you, there's other weapons like uh, shotguns, melee weapons, and pistols. Um, the uh, other slots are clothing gear, which provides different buffs and abilities in terms of like providing armor, uh, more health, or uh, providing more attack power. And then some of them also have abilities that are like uh, 
have a ring of radiation around you that deals damage um or recover recover a certain amount of health that um for every like 200 uh zombies killed um gain a speed boost when your health is like below like stuff like that pretty you know simple and so um the game does have a bit of a robust system around it where you can build a set around the way that you like to play and like the combos that you've been finding works um you can also improve upon your gear with gold and slot specific uh like blueprints that you get um from just playing the game and opening stuff uh all the items have uh, a rarity system of gray green blue and purple and then you can combine three of alike items of the same rarity to boost them to the next rarity so if you get like three gray kunai you can boost them up to uh what i say green um so then you can boost them up to blue um so definitely a part of the gameplay is upgrading your gear to improve your chances of clearing a stage. Um, and then you can also evolve your like base stats with gold uh, in the evolve menu. Uh, so it's that's literally just like spend 10k gold to to upgrade like your base health. Um, there are these supply crates that you can unlock, which have a variety of gear inside of them. Basically, just the loot crates. Uh, they do affect your stats. They do affect uh, your the way that you play and the way that you can play. And you can pay for them, uh, but we'll talk a bit more about the monetization here in just a little bit. Um, personally, I felt the game is fair, even though this is a free-to-play game that does have uh, like the whole monetization scheme that you'd probably expect of it. Uh, it is relatively generous with its resources. Each match, if you die, uh, you can watch an ad to get an additional life, which is kind of lame, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, you can watch ads to get gems. You can watch ads to open up crates if you don't have gems, uh, at least the, the base crate. Uh, the game gives you a lot of gems simply by playing. Uh, it has a daily login bonus. It uh, gives you gems for clearing levels, for leveling up um yeah i i haven't casually playing i've gotten to like the fifth map so far and i haven't really felt the urge to buy into the game yet and uh, there are 50 levels so that might change like the further you get along that that might change it might really start uh bilking you um as you get further on but to be quite honest i'll probably get bored before that uh before that even happens I'll probably be bored long, long before that. Uh, I even get close to that because the gameplay, while it's fun, uh, I don't see myself making this like a month, you know, a, a month's long commitment. Um, like I said, there are different packs. Uh, you can buy gems and stuff like that at different uh, rates. Uh, just going off the uh, the gem store. Um, for $1, you can get 80, which is one basic chest, which I think is a little lame. Um, or you can get for a hundred dollars, 14,000, uh, gems, which can buy five of the biggest chests available in the store. Jesus. Yeah. Which I don't think is, 
again, I don't think the I don't think that rate really uh, works out. <laughs> no, no, um, that's and it's it's basically gambling again with loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would not buy into this game personally, and uh, it's it's got enough ads. They've monetized with ads. That's fine. Um, I wouldn't pay into this game really unless you are so impressed with it that you want to give them money, but. It, I I don't feel that way. I have a hard time imagining people would feel that way. Um, But I do like the game. And I, I think I have specific reasons for why I do like this game. And it really comes down to that the game... The reason I like this game so much is because it's simple, fun, the offers a pretty basic challenge that is just enough choice in it to keep me engaged. Like it just, it's not a clicker. It is, it is somewhere above a clicker, but it's not quite like, you know, a full, like, you know, it, it's not, it's not like a blow me away kind of game. It's just right above an idle clicker that, that can just kind of keep my mind busy. Um, it's really good for like a lunch break. Uh, if you're, uh, if you're a commuter where like, you know, you're taking train or bus. Um, I find myself playing it the most sitting in bed or on the couch with the TV on. Um, it's a little bit more than like a toilet game because the, of like how long the, the rounds are supposed to go. Like the first, uh, stage, uh, you beat it at 15 minutes. Uh, but if you had the like burrito grande for lunch, it'll probably get you through that struggle. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, this game is like if I had to like say like who this game is for, this game is for the player who needs a decent time waster on their phone that isn't Twitter or Facebook. It's low pressure. It's accessible. Uh, the person I can recommend this game to th- that's really the person I can recommend this game to uh, is that person who needs a time waster, who needs something that'll that'll keep their hands busy. Um, someone who needs something to do on their phone if they're in the living room and the TV is being used by somebody, you know, your, your girlfriend, kids or whoever. Um, that's really the person that I think would probably gravitate towards this game. Um, but I really want to know what you guys think of it. Uh, if you if you've played this game, let me know what you think of it in the comments, uh, or you can also tweet at us. But uh, Mendachi Green, what do you guys think? Do you have any thoughts, opinions that you want to share? You first, Green. Um, not really. It's definitely interesting. It looks like it's uh, uh, something that you can waste a little bit of time on. I don't think there should be like a massive like career path for a game like this because it is a mobile game. Some people get like really into to different mobile games but this just doesn't seem like one of those ones where you like spend hours upon hours upon hours on like a candy crush or dragon stone or whatever you know like this is just a you know quick and and simple let's see how long we survive you know so um I, i don't think this game should try to be more than what it is yeah yeah it it seems to be a little bit more ambitious than than what it is but that's fine i'd actually rather it be a little over ambitious than under ambitious 
Yeah. Mindachi, what do you think? Uh, I'm right there with you, man. Better to be underambitious and overambitious. And I think that that's why you mean Vampire the other way survivors... around? Yeah, sorry. And I think that's kind of why um, Vampire Survivors has succeeded so much. But the thing is, is that like where where uh, Ponkel, the developer, the single man behind this, uh, like where Ponkel has gotten it now, it's basically like almost unrecognizable with the amount of content and everything in there. The game launched for two ninety nine. It's four ninety nine now, which he also like reached out and told everybody like, hey, in one month, my game is going to go up two dollars <laughs> and it's it's insane like it has a final boss like there's challenge modes all that stuff but the biggest thing is that like it has spawned now what they're calling vampire survivors like as a uh, genre which i like the idea of calling it a reverse shmup you know shmups like raiden darius things of that nature um yeah, I don't know. With with this one, it's whelming to underwhelming. It's somewhere in between. Um, though I'm not entirely certain how well like you can really kind of like copy Vampire Survivors, and I feel like they're doing probably pretty close to the best that they can, uh, given like the tech of our cell phones. There's a reason why Vampire Survivors is not available on your cell phone. You you could go to his like site and play it essentially in like a browser on Opera or, you know, Chrome or whatever, uh, on your phone or your tablet. But like obviously that's not, you know, strictly how it was meant to be played. The the thing that I'm trying to get at here is that uh, a lot of people are copying this game. There are some that are good, there are some that are bad, and then there are some that are mid. And to me, kind of looks like Survivor IO is mid. Yeah. And I think I think the fact that it is so mid that it just hits it it's a weird sweet spot. Like that's just kind of the way I feel about it. It's a very weird like place to be that it it's just where it needs to be which I kind of like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like fast food. It's like fast food. Oh yeah. Yeah. Satisfy you now. It's now, 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 but like later you're going to feel empty, unsatisfied, maybe grumbly even. Oh, I was going to say, are we going to, are we going to start singing the replacements here? Oh, we could, <laughs> we could, uh, any other thoughts, opinions, questions on survivor IO? Nah, Arr, it is it is what it is i'll probably keep playing it uh until i don't and then we'll probably forget about it and remove it from my phone after six months of it not being launched <laughs> yeah do you guys want to talk about the steam store update hell yeah um dot 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 yes <laughs> so Steam has removed the top 100 page, which showed the most popular games by concurrent player count and has replaced it with something a little bit more sophisticated and nuanced to help you find your games. The page is called Steam Charts, which is not to be confused by a third party website of the same name. 
and it will show you top selling games, most played games, weekly top sellers, and monthly top sellers. In the top selling and most uh, played games sections, the chart will uh, be a top uh, 100 games for the respective categories on the platform. The top selling chart, much like the Billboard Top 100, will also show you the rankings for a game and how many places it's moved up or down over the course of a week. Uh, the top sellers chart will uh, be based on all revenue the title has earned through the platform, which means that free-to-play games that have uh, microtransaction stores will also appear next to full-priced games. Um, anything there that needs clarified? Because I know I just kind of had, like, word salad a little bit. That's kind of what it is, though. Yeah, it is a little bit of word salad. But you guys, are you guys feeling comfortable? Are we, are we feeling good between us three here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And of course, if anyone is like confused or needs clarification, let us know in the comments or tweet at us. We can help you guys out with that. Um, we quick, we, we loud, we'd like to talk at people. Yeah. Uh, with the update will also come an archive so you can track games as time goes on, which could be helpful if you're looking to jump into a new title. Maybe you've sat on a title for a little bit. You kind of want to see, where it where it's at you know uh sales wise and player wise um so that could, that can help you make that purchasing decision uh the most played games will also have a daily players setting which will determine the total number of unique players a game has for a 24-hour period uh which i think could be helpful for someone who's like european or australian uh, you can kind of de determine a game, uh, would it be right for you instead of uh, guessing if people actually play in your time zone? Because that happens, right? Like, some games are just really, you know, met, uh, are really just marketed and really take hold in, like, Europe. And if you're an Australian gamer, those games aren't really for you because you're not going to play at a time where other people are on, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. All right, that just happens. It's just the nature of the beast sometimes. So I, I really do think that uh, daily players setting will really help people kind of determine if a game's community is on when they're on, uh, which would be nice. Um, I think overall, this should be a better way to help you determine if a game is right for you. I think uh, this and then the current rating system that they have with the where you can check and see what the most recent ratings are for a game are excellent ways to determine if a game is a good investment for you or not. Uh, but I have a follow-up question that I'll ask after we get uh, your guys' opinions. Uh, we started with Mendachi last time. Green, what do you think? Um, I, I know that uh, Steam just did like a, a change not too long ago with their with their policy with like adding stuff. So I, I like that they're like changing things or trying to freshen it up. I don't know how much I would like them taking away a top 100 list um, because that kind of like it, it it can take away from like, a, like games that are in the now right now. However, like did I ever look at the top 100 list? No. So that like I can't say that this this change actually genuinely affects me. Um, but 
it, it is interesting that Steam is actually trying to change things up and make things either make things look fresher or uh, try to liven things up because like Steam has looked like the same thing for years, literal years of the same exact monotone look. So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, that's my just that, that's my opinion. There's also a lot of like uh, uh, features in Steam that also just don't really um, people use. Uh, there's a lot of features in Steam that people don't really use. Uh, so it's nice that they are looking at maybe some of these ones that aren't being used, aren't being used, aren't really useful for average customers and are like the trading card thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's basically NFTs, but without the extra steps. Yeah, yep. and more difficult to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're um, always going to be there, buddy. Yeah. Um, Mendachi. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm with Green, and I also, like, I want to I wanna kind of, like, poke at the silver lining here. So when an indie developer makes, like, a phenomenal, sick-ass, super cool game, like, think, like, Vampire Survivor, right? Ponkel's game would have been like, bam, right the fuck up there, like for a good solid couple months. And then every time that you would see updates hit a certain game to see it shoot back up, I think that that's another big reason why this is good. When, you know, like think about um, Hello Games and uh, No Man's Sky, like obviously like that game sucked ass when it came out but then when they you know just like put their heads down and quietly worked on it and they brought us something that was absolutely phenomenal and like it had this sort of renaissance i think that when you see a game shoot up there's usually the immediate question of huh i wonder why that is and then you i mean most people would instinctively want to go and check that out and then being able to again use something that's previously been there that you had brought up with the recent reviews you know it, it just helps people figure out if a game is for them and it also gets more eyes on more games um i do think however that this can backfire uh if you're looking at games that are like odd or you know like fifa if people like really do still play those as often as i feel like they do those games are going to be up in the top 100, you know, and probably close to like the top 10 or 20. So you, there's still going to be some shit to, to, you know, filter through, but you can get through a list of 100 games on Steam pretty fast. Um, the other thing that I think is really sick uh, is like seeing most played and having the daily players numbers sitting there because one, I'm a curious bitch and I want to see if a game is dying, like, say anthem or you know any anything like that i'm always curious about those kinds of numbers dauntless you know i want i want to see a game on the decline but but like you said as far as time zones go that's super awesome if you're really into fighting games but you feel like when you normally sit down to play fighting games you run into the same people over and over and maybe that's just where you are skill wise but you can have a bigger pond to swim in if you're looking at the times in which that game is most busy. And if you're having a hard time getting into matches and, like, say, any team battle game or anything like that, 
look at when it's most busy and then your queues should in theory be faster or if you're an mmo player you want shorter queues and logging in you can easily see that without having to use like third party sites i just see a lot of benefits of this and while yeah there's some drawback i think that it could be absolutely huge for uh consumers that use steam yeah so i'm just kind of like looking at like the concurrent like the top played right now Mm-hmm. And I just saw something very interesting. Um, are you guys familiar Ooh. with the game Unturned? Yeah. What? Where it's is a, it? It's at eleven. What? But you know, you want to know how many uh, people are currently watching it on Twitch? How many? Sixteen. And I'm That's so fairly fucking weird. Yeah. And at least one of the channels is not uh, streaming the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's um, so weird. Yeah, isn't it? It's it's interesting. I think people will find a lot of uh, interesting uh, information from from this list. Yeah, I mean, stuff. even if you're just curious and like you know, you're not trying to like figure out something, you know, as deep as when can I play with more people. I think that it's just one of those things where you could probably waste a couple hours and like see like you know, oh, people are playing condemned you know or something like that like condemned still got shooters out here yeah well and it might also just kind of change your perspective on if a game is dead or not because Mm -hmm. i don't know that many people who play on uh unturned i have tried unturned out i have never played i've never like had a server or try to play with anybody uh my assumption was that the game like was kind of just kind of culty and you know didn't have that many people but if it's sitting at 11 most of the uh top play being currently top played on steam that that kind of changes my perspective on it especially when there's um uh at number 45 gundam evolution which is a brand new game uh for a franchise that it that will first off we're talking about gundam evolution soon don't worry we think make sure you subscribe um but you know that's a that's a brand new game at least a game that's new to um pc for an incredibly beloved and influential franchise right so that's just kind of interesting stuff there um but uh the thing i wanted to mention and kind of do another question out there if first off of course let us know your thoughts on this new uh page but i also want to know what other tools are you using to check out games on pc um i personally use steam db it also tracks pricing over time so i can see concurrent players i can see um what the current price of the game is what it usually goes for when the last time it was on sale the lowest price it's been stuff like that um and that's just an extension in Chrome that you can get, which is excellent. I always recommend uh, just adding Steam DB to your to your extension. So, if you guys have other tools that you use when checking out and shopping around for PC games, let us know in the comments. Share share the knowledge with your friends. Mm. Anything else on on this particular topic? Man, it's just it's just wild looking at like the, the top sellers list as well. Just like on on the Steam powered Steam charts, like Hearts of Iron Four. Yeah, people people really do be digging playing the the super realistic Risk. Yeah, like that's number one. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I like it though. Like I said, wow. I'm the wow. curious guy. Most played. 
Counter Strike, Counter Strike Go, of course, but then Dota Two. Lost that doesn't Ark surprise me. Yeah, and Lost Ark beating out Apex. Uh, I think to be fair, Lost Ark um, started on Steam, and I think there is a bigger audience for uh, MMOs like that mm-hmm. than there are for battle royales, especially right now. Yeah, for sure. People I, love I, MMOs. I think it's fun seeing that Cyberpunk is getting this massive renaissance after everyone watched Edge Runners. Well, and it has new DLC. <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently the cops still bug out here and there. Yeah. Um, green. Yeah. It, I. It, it looks like you have a brand new corner there. I do have a brand new corner. It's weird. I hate it. Is it I love it. Is it a tech corner? It might be a tech corner. Green's tech corner. Is there Take... an audio? Yeah, there Did is. I have an audio? Oh. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Want to talk about NVIDIA? Let's NVIDIA. Talk about uh, it's been rumored for some time, and we know, uh, and we knew it was going to eventually happen. Uh, so no big surprise that, that, but that last week, NVIDIA announced their new 4K series cards. Sorry, I'm getting a little jumbly there. It's okay. He's reading uh, my script. He's. I'm not reading his, his script. It's you're... weird. It it's, yeah. doesn't feel right. Um, <laughs> and you'll be surprised. Not a lot of people are happy. I'm gonna try to read it like Danny. Um, <laughs> Do but your before best we Danny get into impression. why people may not be happy, let's talk about the cards themselves and what is coming with them. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. You're uh, you're, you're good. Good. Um, the cards will be using NVIDIA's shiny and new Ada Lovelace architecture, which has features we'll talk about in just a moment. The RTX 4090, which includes 24 gigs of GDDR6X memory and is allegedly four times faster than the RTX 3090 Ti. Uh, the RTX 4080, which will be including two different variant configurations, a 12 gig and a 16 gig version and will be allegedly two to four times faster than the 3080 Ti. The ADA architecture will feature third-gen RTX, which will come with real-time path tracing, as well as DLSS3. So with that, why are people mad? Well, these cards are going to be, are not going to be cheap. The 4090 is going to cost 1600 US dollars, while the 12 gig version of the uh, 4080 is going to cost 900 US dollars and the 16 gig version will cost you a whopping 1200 US dollars. Comparatively at launch the 3090 was 1500 and the 3080 12 gig version was only $800. I say that lightly, only $800. Right. You know, that's that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> that's And um, there was also no 60 or 70 edition cards announced. Wow, yeah. which those could pro- those will probably come later. They they will. The flag they always announce the flagships first, which is the third the the eighty and the ninety. I feel like with the th- the, the with, big and the bad. Yeah, I feel like with the three thousand series though, they announced the seventy with the eighty and the ninety. Am um, I am I misremembering the, that? I might be misremembering it. You, I think the thirty series that no. I don't remember. I think they only announced the 90 and the 80. And then they announced the 70 and then the 60 and the 50. 
And then they started the whole TI lineup uh, months after that. So, okay. Uh, Cause yeah, I, I, I feel like the, the 70 was announced, but I'm probably wrong. I don't, this isn't my space hey. to, uh, that I claim to be any sort of expert in. Uh, which I, I like, I, I don't know why they wouldn't announce the 70 because that is supposed to be like their main bread and butter. Like yeah. the 70 is like their middle of the road, higher performance to cost. Like that is the card that they want to push the most. Yeah. Right. And then like the budget ones, the 60s and the 50s. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they they wouldn't. But I'm I, not the uh, marketing guy behind this uh, the nvidia curtain yeah um anyways continue <laughs> uh there's also critiques notably with tom's hardware that the 4080 uh might really be a 4070 in disguise when compared to its big brother specs danny stopped moving the, the notes oh sorry my bad <laughs> you keep highlighting things <laughs> it's throwing off my eyes my bad sorry uh, the pricing increase also comes at a time when inflation, especially in Europe, is skyrocketing. And while GPUs for some are a luxury, for others, including editors, designers, CAD, and others, uh, they are necessary. Yeah, which uh, I I only included the American prices, but I'm fairly certain the prices in Europe and in the UK um, are actually more expensive. Uh, which doesn't surprise me because no. uh, Sony just increased the price of the PlayStation Five in in those countries. So yeah, so in with uh, the way that inflation is there in Europe right now, it it does not surprise me that Europeans would be pretty pissed about another price increase for cards. And that they have to really show that there is a a big jump in in performance to justify this price increase yeah um because like people got on board with the 30 series because that jump between um the the 20 series to the 30 or even the 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 10k series um to the 30k was or the 3k was massive you know yeah like uh like when they dropped the 2k series like the, the 2080s the performance was okay compared to the you know 18 or the 1080 but like it wasn't worth the price tag that they dropped on it initially like it was a massive increase like 200 300 compared to what people were used to with like the 980s and the 1080s so mm-hmm. what did it get really have to justify like hey this performance is going to be insane compared to you know what you have now yeah what did the 2080 msrp at launch uh oh i'm not 100 percent sure i think it, the 28 i know the 2080 ti was like 1500 dollars. so if this if this is correct it was the the geforce rtx 2080 as of september 20 2018 uh was 700 dollars uh I feel I feel like that's accurate. Roughly, yeah. 
Uh, but you got to think like the 2080 at MSRP was, or the the 1080 at MSRP when it when it came out was like 550, 600, I think. Something like, mm-hmm. or no, it was like 450 to 550, something like that. Yeah. So like that was a, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, that's a dramatic amount of that. That is a lot of money for a yeah. graphics card. Yeah. You know, like uh, in 20. 15 you could you could have built a pc for 800 dollars and it'd be like top of the line yeah and and now like that's how much graphics cards cost yeah well i built my first pc in 2015 for 1200 dollars. i mean then that's the cost of the uh of the high-end 20 or of the uh, high-end 4080 hmm? and i yeah, it's insane and I think, and I think, when I say twelve hundred dollars, I mean that was case, power supply, GPU, CPU, RAM, monitors, keyboard, and mouse. The works. Yeah, the works. Yeah, it's it's they're pretty big jumps. I the, Nvidia is going to have to really prove to consumers that the price to performance is worth that <laughs> and then on top of that just losing evga as a partner yeah um which is like like their core they they would sell the cores for evga to uh put their own like heat sinks and stuff on a lot of the times like drastically increasing the performance due to like uh overclocking uh versus the the founders editions uh cards being not as uh high-end performance with cooling so like mm-hmm. they're they that, that, that's a big hit in terms of like um sales because like they had that tried and true evga that like people like would skip the founders edition to get evga cards so uh, it's it's gonna be hard for nvidia this year i think yeah mendachi what do you think I think that um, I'm probably going to be stuck with my 1080 for quite some time, you know, and it's not even mine. So I, I kind of wonder how how much we're just going to have to keep thriving in secondary and even tertiary markets uh, while all of this continues. Um, I'm also pretty upset considering, you know, like there was all of this talk from 2020 to you know now two years later and just the the market talk always saying like it's gonna go down things are gonna get better blah 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 and it's just like no it actually seems like it's either going to stay this way or get worse i just i don't know it's 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 hard to keep up you know it's hard to to stay in a hobby when it demands so much for one fucking part um and and like you guys had mentioned before like ps5s went up in cost in like several different countries it's like we're probably not going to see a decrease in any next gen consoles anytime soon either so it's like there's people that have been living in the current gen you know since release and like they've been slowly trickling in but there's so many more that are still like running things that are, you know, circa like Xbox One, PS4, PS4 Pro. 
Um, and like pretty much the same in terms of uh, PC styles. So I don't know. It just, it sucks. Like at some point we're going to come to a head where, you know, most of the games that are coming out require much more powerful rigs, like as a base and who's going to be able to afford to, to continue it. It's, it's no good. You know, it's just where we've been heading economically for some time. And uh, it's depressing. I do have to say, I'm really excited to see what AMD, D brings out this October for their GPUs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where like, we can't discount anyone making any try, like any attempt at trying to uh, be competitive in the market. Hopefully someone, you know, brings something that's at least relatively consumer friendly. Yeah. Well, and of course we, there's always Intel, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, I like especially with AMD's like uh, recent uh, announcement of their AM5 that that just went on the market. Um, like they've made some massive improvements to their uh, even creating a new socket, new AM5 socket. Um, so uh, like I think AMD's like stepping up to the plate yet again, and hopefully like. The GPUs that they bring out are actually going to be price conscientious. Like AMD's usual goal is to be price conscientious with uh, with consumers in mind. So um, it's just something that may be the possible leap. You know, if if the price is going to be ever increasing with Nvidia, like I'm I'm gonna we're gonna see more people, more and more people go to AMD. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Any other opinions? I'm going to reserve any uh, opinions on the hardware until I uh, see some trusted reviewers uh, get their hands on it and actually get an idea for the price of the performance. Um, of course, any of our viewers, let us know what you think in uh, in Twitch or uh, you guys can let us know in the comments on YouTube. Any other thoughts, opinions you guys wanted to share on those? No, just like you, I, I think that uh, you you said it most professionally and wisely that you're gonna withhold judgment until you see uh, some like consumer reports kind of coming in, as well as you know, like we have dozens and dozens of uh, fine YouTubers that that do really nice in depth reviews and everything like that. Uh, once the general public gets their hands on them and they can start talking about them, I mean, like that's when it's going to come down to brass tacks for sure. Just, uh, yeah, someone, someone make me not sad. Someone say something funny or happy, literally anything. <laughs> I just got to wait for PC Jesus to get his hands on stuff. Yeah. Um, PC Jesus. Old gamer, old, good old Steve Burke with Gamers Nexus. Yeah. Gamers Nexus. I think, uh, Linus Tech Tips is like testing lab should probably be equipped to uh, test this when it comes out, which will be interesting to see how their testing lab compares to uh, Gamers Nexus. That's something I'm interested to see, like what they the difference between the two testing labs will be will be fun with the with this particular series of cards. But of course, oh yeah, let us know in the chat or in YouTube comments, especially if you think the price is too high. I feel like we should bring in Jay's two cents as a, a two cents. Do this. Yes. 
did they have uh, a big uh, testing lab? Uh, I mean, it's not as big as Linus, but I mean, Jay's very knowledgeable and oh yeah, in, no, uh, not discounting that. Hardware and boxed, although hardware and box might actually not get the get the. Oh yeah, probably sample. not. No, no. <laughs> they'll they'll fight tooth and nail. <laughs> uh, hardware Canucks, they're yep. they're pretty uh, knowledgeable as well. So a lot of, there's a lot of uh, content creators on YouTube that are once they get their hands on this, they're gonna bring out good honest reviews. Uh, yeah, and actually stress test the the uh, uh, GPUs to their max. So yeah. Anything else on this, guys? Nope. Arr. You got I, everything from me. I, I got everything from you. Yeah, I'm empty, man. Running on empty. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's gonna be it for the show. <clears throat> it for the show. Sorry, voice crack. Nice and tight. Nice, nice and tight. Toy. Like a toy guy. <laughs> Green. Like a toy guy. <laughs> what's coming up on your show? Uh, what what's coming up on your channel? What are you doing? I don't know. I, like I I don't know if I'm. I'm still testing like the internet, like testing the waters. I've been doing like some bandwidth tests. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna take some time to um, study. Uh, I've been actually uh, trying to find some remote jobs um, because like uh, content creation isn't like overly panning out, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I'm I'm actually gonna study for a PHR certif- certification, which is a human resources certification, uh, because that would help in finding a job easier on, especially in like the remote HR field. Um, there's still gonna be content coming, like especially like TikTok, YouTube stuff like that, when I can make it. Um, and um, yeah, I'm gonna try to get back to streaming this week. We'll, we'll see. I just don't know yet. Um, I'm trying to get comfortable in this new area and like pick out a good time for it and stuff like that. So we shall see. But you can catch it all twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Greenlee. Um, check me out on Twitter. Uh, that's I'll, any news that I have, I'll post on there. But uh, yeah. TikTok, awesome. Instagram, YouTube. Danny K's basement. <laughs> I don't have a basement. Mendachi. Danny K's closet. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> You had a really big closet, so I mistook it for a basement. Sorry. And that's you. What's coming up with you? Fucking depressed and tired as fuck. But uh, you know, I'm I'm still trying to to do stuff. Um, you're mainly gonna see me doing things that aren't my Twitch channel. Uh, which honestly, I'm thinking I might actually try and see what youtube is all about so you know stay tuned follow my twitter at only uh there you'll also see when my university upper iowa university is going live with their rocket league tournaments uh as i am now a collegiate commentator for uh my university so yeah if you want to see some some sick competitive games and uh hear more of my voice uh, as I stumble around telling you what's cool about Rocket League, you can do that. Otherwise, I'm with these two chuckle fucks and a few of our other friends on VRCana, which um, I believe episode four, right? That's coming. Uh, not this weekend. We actually won't have a new uh, episode coming for a little while. Uh, session two, I think we agreed on the eighth of october but i'm yes. not 100 percent sure 
I think so. We'll have to double check. But if you love D&D and you haven't heard about our D&D show, you can check it out on the Next to Nothing Network YouTube channel. There are four episodes. Sorry. Yeah. Isn't there four? Counting the zero. Yeah. So we counting have session zero. Yeah. Counting session zero. There's, yeah. a, there's just a playlist. Watch the playlist. Yeah. Check watch the, the playlist. playlist, man. So, uh, yeah. You know, if you love anime, if you love D&D, uh, we bring all the energy and it's super fun. And I can't wait to jump back into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I post we, funny shit on Twitter. So. We are the best isekai on the market right now. That yeah, is that's true. That's true. At me. Yeah. Fuck oh, you, yeah. Short Art Online. <laughs> For real, you should check it out, though. That's all I have. Um, Coming up with me, uh, Thursday night, I'm playing some Hunt Showdown at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Friday, I was going to play some Gundam, but I think we have a collab that we're doing, so I'll have to like maybe change that around. Saturday, Gundam Evolution at 2 p.m. Come join me, 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, that's my stream schedule, of course. You guys can always keep up with me on Twitter. If you want to see my shit posts, it's at Danny K D A N I E C A E. And uh, that's pretty much the only other place I am active right now because I am busy as hell. And that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. Your time with us is always appreciated, but of course, we're not just interested in your time and attention. Uh, we are also interested in your thoughts. So let us know your thoughts about anything that we talked about or the answer to the question of the week this week, which is what is your main secret ingredient when you cook? Let us know your thoughts on YouTube in the comment section or tweet at us. Green, hit him with that tweet. Uh, Twitter. That tweet, that sweet Twitter. tweet is at Next to nothing, PC. And, of course, if you missed any part of the show or would just want to take us on the go, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to catch us live, you can do that every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to subscribe, drop a like, and ring that bell. That helps us out a ton on YouTube. And until next week, stay safe, especially if you're in Florida. Stay healthy and keep fighting the good fights. And we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Nico, Nico, Nico.